Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Although living with anxiety can be a challenge, did you know that you can really enjoy your life and thrive despite dealing with anxiety? Come with me and let me show you how you can love and embrace all of it. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back. So glad you're here. So last week I had the privilege of watching my four grandsons so that my daughter and my son-in-law could go to San Francisco so that he could run the San Francisco Marathon and they can enjoy a few days um, together, which, oh, is so important as young parents, right? Anyway, I love spending time with my grandsons. I really do. And we always try to make the most of our time together, planning things we want to do. And this time was no exception. But before my daughter left, she mentioned that the two-year-old had been waking up in the middle of the night for some reason. And um, she just wanted to give me a heads up just in case. Well, sure enough, five out of the seven nights, like clockwork, he woke up and I would lay with him until he fell back to sleep which he got a lot of sleep, but I just didn't get a ton of sleep. And as the week progressed, I could really feel my body and my mind becoming more and more exhausted. And suddenly memories of being sleep deprived when my children were young came flooding back to me. (laughs) And as a result, I was reminded of a few things. One, getting enough sleep is so, so important for our physical and our mental health. And number two, you younger moms out there, you are rock stars. You really are. Being a mom is by far, in my opinion, the most physically and emotionally demanding job that there is out there. And you're doing it. And believe me, I totally understand. Totally get it when you have days where just keeping everyone alive, keeping everyone safe, everyone fed is just call for celebration. Don't ever, ever underestimate your value as a mother. There is no greater work in the world that you could be doing right now than raising your children, even when you just feel like throwing in the towel sometimes and running away. Believe me, I get it. I've been there. Trust me, I know. And you are all rock stars in my book. Isn't it interesting that during so many stages of our lives as women, we go through periods of sleep deprivation? Being a young mom with children that wake in the middle of the night, having teenagers that are coming and going at all hours, and then there's the onset of menopause and insomnia. Ah! It seems like no matter what stage of life we're in, sleep deprivation is really a thing. And so today, let's talk about it. What happens to our bodies and our brains when we become sleep deprived and ways that I have found to handle my own sleep deprivation? Now, I'm not totally perfect on this by any stretch, but I have found some ways to help me through the years. And so I wanted to share it with you. So first of all, when our bodies don't get enough sleep, our brains start to really lose focus, right? And it causes a real lack of concentration. And when this happens, we just can't seem to think rationally. 
And what I have found in myself is that my mind starts to really run and then spin out of control, exaggerating everything into a big, major problem. It's like my brain is on overdrive. And before I know it, I've made something so simple, like something so simple on my to-do list for the next day into this major ordeal that just seems downright impossible to accomplish. Or the fact that I might have yelled at my kids that day means that I am the worst mother on the planet. Or the dishes I left in the sink before going to bed suddenly becomes evidence that my house is never clean enough or that I am just downright lazy. I think you get the idea of what my brain does, right? Have you ever experienced any of this? I've had several clients um, come to me with similar situations. And so I know that I'm not the only one that experiences any of this. So as this happens, I notice that my worry and my anxiety really start to set in. And during this state, my body tenses and trying to relax in order to sleep becomes really, really difficult, if not downright impossible. Sound familiar? Another side effect of sleep deprivation is having a weakened immune system. How many of us have gone without sleep for so many days and then all of a sudden come down with a cold, right? Me. Guilty. Our immune system actually gets weaker when our bodies don't get enough sleep. And you may even notice that you are a lot more emotional, Think of a toddler when they are so tired and there's no consoling them, right? They're just overly emotional, overly tired, and everything is such a big deal. And when you don't get enough sleep at night, you may just want to sleep more during the day, which can eventually throw off your whole natural sleep cycle. And if it's insomnia you're dealing with, realizing all of these side effects, all of these things can really compound that anxiety and that mind spinning, keeping you awake even longer. So since I've experienced sleep deprivation in various stages, in all those stages of my life, I wanted to share some things or some wisdom, if you will, whatever you want to call it, that I've learned to help me deal with it. So as a young mom, I got caught up in the Patty Perfect syndrome, you know, I literally ran myself ragged. I created extremely high expectations of what I wanted my life to be, what my family be, my home to be. And so instead of resting when my kids did, I would run around like a mad woman, cleaning, preparing dinner, doing whatever I thought was more important than taking care of my own exhaustion. And as a result, I got into the habit of thinking that I couldn't relax until everything was done. Now, here's the problem. And if you've ever raised a family, you know that getting everything done is absolutely impossible, right? And this habit that I created created more and more anxiety and the inability to actually relax. I remember one night... (laughs) My husband was home early enough to get the kids ready for bed, and I was quite on edge. And he could tell that I just needed to sit and relax. So he led me to the couch, turned on the TV, gave me the remote, which was very rare, by the way, and told me just to watch whatever I wanted to watch and that he would take care of the kids. And then with a little twinkle in his eye, he stated 
that he didn't think that I could actually do it, that I could actually sit down and relax. And I'll admit, I tried. I really did try, but there were things left to do, right? The kitchen needed cleaning. And and because my brain was in the habit of telling me that I couldn't relax until everything was done, I only lasted a few minutes. And this thought habit of mine resulted in me being constantly on edge. My body was telling me constantly to rest, but my brain was saying, you can't, you can't. And this led to me running myself nearly on empty all of the time. I didn't like it. My family didn't like it. And I found that it took a lot longer to do what I even needed to do in the first place. It was crazy. And it took a lot of work. And if if truth be told, I'm really still working on retraining my brain by first understanding what everything really is, right? What does it mean to me? And getting really clear on that. Usually for me, it meant my daily to-do list, which sometimes was, I'll admit, quite extensive, like almost impossible to do in one day. And then I would ask myself, what is my minimum baseline of that list? What is the minimum I want to accomplish before I allow myself to relax and rest? Now, once I decided that I would give myself permission, that I would allow myself time to rest, and that I would look for the minimum, the minimum that I wanted to get done, I was able to actually do that, actually relax. You want to make sure that you honor that. And in a sense, you're giving yourself permission, permission to do this. Now, let me be completely honest here again. This has been very difficult for me to do. But when I allow myself to take that time to rest, I find that I have energy, more energy to get what I want done and sometimes even more. And I'm able to show up better for my family. Now, our bodies were not meant to run faster than they have a strength to do, right? We need rest. And if you think about it, God even rested on the seventh day after the earth was created. There's the perfect example of rest. Rest is important. Now let's talk about insomnia. So two years ago, insomnia was my constant companion. And for those of you who are in the perimenopause of the menopausal stage of your life, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. When our hormones, excuse me, gosh, I can't even talk today, start to really change, this affects our sleep patterns and insomnia is one of those wonderful ways that it manifests. (laughs) And for so long, when I would go to bed, I would just lay awake for hours, not being able to sleep. And as I would lay there, I could totally feel my body getting more and more tense because all of these thoughts were racing in my head. Thoughts like, I have to get to sleep. I have too much to do tomorrow. The people are counting on me. This is really bad. There must be something wrong with me. And on and on and on and on my brain went. And I don't know about you, but this went on for a very long time. And my brain could not 
relax. And as a result, my body couldn't relax. And there were many, many sleepless nights. Have you, have you ever experienced this? I would look at the clock and constantly, and the later it read, the more tense I would get. And I, I tried over-the-counter sleep aids, and sometimes they worked, but usually they left me a little groggy the next day, which I really didn't like. So one night as we were getting to bed and I was complaining to my husband and gearing up for another sleepless night, he just quietly asked me why I was fighting against it. (laughs) What? (laughs) He pointed out what I hadn't seen, that I was actually fighting against my insomnia. He went so far as to suggest that maybe I should just accept it, to allow it to happen, and if sleep didn't come, just simply get up and do something. (laughs) He made it sound so, so simple. And yet, so the next day, I really thought about this, and I thought, you know what? What have I got to lose? What I've been doing hasn't worked, so why not just accept it, right? So instead of resisting it, I decided that night, the next night, to just simply acknowledge it, right? It was almost like I was saying, well, hello, insomnia, here you are again. And when that sleep didn't come, instead of going around and around with it, I simply just acknowledged it. I simply accepted it and I allowed it to be there. And then I got up and I did something. Now, what was fascinating is that by me acknowledging what was happening and accepting it actually allowed my body to calm down and allowed my brain to relax. Everything started to relax. And as I really leaned into my insomnia, all that tension and all that anxiety started to ease up so much so that I was able to fall asleep so much faster. Now, it was that little shift, that little shift that made all the difference for me. And as I have worked with my clients, helping them to do the same, it has made quite a difference in their lives as well. There are are definitely things that I have found to be so helpful on those nights that I have insomnia or that I can't sleep. And instead of thinking thoughts like, oh no, I'm not going to get enough sleep tonight. I'm going to be exhausted tomorrow. I have too much to do. I have to get to sleep. I simply just talk back to my brain. I'll say things like, I'll get the amount of sleep that I need. My body is just awake right now and that's okay. And there's nothing wrong. And when I get tired, then I will rest. This is not a problem. And then I get up and I will do something. I will do some deep breathing. And if my body is still awake, then I get up and I grab that piece of paper and pencil and I get my thoughts out of my head and onto onto that piece of paper. This really sounds too simple to work. And I promise you, I promise you that it does. In fact, just the other day, I was talking to one of my clients who started to do this very thing. She was a little skeptical at first, I could tell. But she took me up on it, and she has started to see quite a difference. 
And if I'm not relaxed and I'm not asleep after that, then I grab a book and I read something that doesn't require a lot of brain power. (laughs) For me, that's the key. The key is to not fight insomnia, to not resist it, but to allow it, acknowledge it and allow it to be there. And you will be amazed at how much calmer you will feel. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about retraining our brains, right? Or maybe it was last week. I don't remember when I recorded that episode. Anyway, we talked about retraining our brains. And there are things that we can do to retrain our brain when it comes to creating better sleep habits that will help our body relax, get the rest that it needs, and lessen those bouts of insomnia, right? Now, these are some things that I have found to be helpful. Am I perfect, Adam? Again, no, no, I am not. But I'm becoming more intentional about creating better sleep habits, which has resulted in less insomnia. So the first thing I have found to be helpful is to create and commit to a sleep schedule. This means going to bed around the same time every night, getting up about the same time every morning, And here's the key, never worrying about how much in between you get. Now, when you have small children, consistent bedtimes for them helps create this habit. But I just want to say this, a word of caution, if you will. Don't be so strict on getting them to bed that it creates urgency with your children. Just like with you, this only causes them to feel wound up and unable to sleep. I get that you probably want to maximize your me time or time with your husband, but creating that feeling of being rushed in your children often results in them taking longer to fall asleep and you getting less time. All right. Another thing, no caffeine or vigorous exercise several hours before bed. I think that's pretty much a no brainer, but I just thought I would mention it here. Another thing I like to do is I like to go over my calendar. My husband and I like to write our calendars out um, so we each know what we're doing the next day. And so going over your plan for the next day can really help clear your mind, get it out of your head. And when you look at that plan, you can just put it away until next time or until the next day. Excuse me. Establish a bedtime routine. Do something relaxing like reading, taking a bath, watching TV, listening to music, meditate, pray, deep breathing 30 to 60 minutes before you get into bed. Now allow yourself time to really get ready to sleep. Hurrying to bed only creates urgency, which will prevent you from relaxing. There And there are so many mobile apps right now with guided meditations that can be really calming to try as well. I've actually started trying one, and I am amazed at how relaxed I can get by just going through one of these guided meditations. Stop looking at your screens at least about 30 minutes before bedtime. Your brain really needs to, to take a break from all that stimulation. It really does. And something else that I have found really helpful is to sleep in a cool, dark room. Now, I like total darkness. I do not like any noise of any kind. So I found that wearing an eye mask and earplugs 
really, really helps me. Now, there's other members of my family that like to fall asleep with a white noise machine or a fan or even soothing music. Whatever helps you to relax, I would suggest doing. Visualization can also be such a great tool to try and fall asleep. Close your eyes and visualize some place that creates so much peace and relaxation for you. Visualize the details that make it that much more relaxing, right? Now, my place always, always, always has some type of water flowing, whether it's the ocean waves or a lake or a creek, whatever it is. Um, water is so relaxing to me, but you might find something totally different. So visualize, lay in bed, close your eyes and just visualize, visualize what really relaxes you, that place that really relaxes you. Now, if you're wakened in the middle of the night, give yourself permission to rest the next day instead of trying to be a superwoman. Find your minimum baseline when it comes to your to-do list and allow for some time to rest. Trust me, You will be glad you did and your family will thank you for it. Sleep is so very important to our mental and our physical health. I can't emphasize this enough. But during those different stages, we may not be getting the sleep our bodies and our minds need. But I've learned that when I lean into it, instead of worrying about it, I can really trust myself to do what I can to get the rest that I need, knowing that additional help is always available if this goes on too long. Asking for help is never a problem. Get on my calendar and let's work on this together. All right, everyone, that's what I have for you today. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach.